Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Ready! Buffalo Bills game day on the Buffalo Bills radio network. All right, here we go, here we go. We got to have a drive. 23 left, 23 left. One, two, three. This is the Buffalo Bills postgame show. Here's Nate Geary. Here's the quarterback. At some point, after this performance, do you remain confident after all the, quote, in, to use your words, bad football that was put on display tonight? Yeah, I'm still confident, but it's no secret the clock's ticking, you know. Got to have some urgency now. What, what leaves you still confident in the offense after it's been so many weeks? of kind of the same story here. Because we've done it before. Hey, Mitch, Mitch, five and five. How how deep of a hole is that? Well, it's not ideal. Um, I think now is it's going to be the real test for this team, Uh, not so much on Sundays, but how we stick together through this on the week. Uh, Look at it objectively. And then I think the best teams win and the pressure's at its highest, uh, and, and, when, and when everything seems to be crumbling, it's, it's when, they, it's, it's when it's, you know it's not, and you come together closer. It's like breaking a bone, right? Like when you heal it, it becomes stronger. So for us, we're just what we got to do, and uh, very confident in this team to do that. It's not going to be uh, easy, but like Josh said, the clock is ticking, and we just have to uh, take this right now one day at a time, but at the same time, look at everything objectively. Josh, Josh, what happened on the interception right before halftime? Um, just left it inside. What can be done from a messaging standpoint inside that hasn't been tried already? I'm sure you guys have tried things. This isn't tonight. Uh, it's not like this came out of nowhere. Uh, a total team lost today. What can you do in terms of trying something different? I uh, I once was a part of a team that went won our first won our first one, lost five straight after that, and we came together and we said we know what works. Now, granted, we have to make a few adjustments, but we know it works. So we got to double down on what we know works and take onus of it. And, uh, and things turned around. So for us, it's, listen, I, I, for us, it's going to be insulating the outside noise, um, you know, and then just taking it one day at a time, having each other's backs no matter what. Uh, I think this team does that on a regular basis, but now we got to double down on it. Um, so we'll take it one day at a time. Josh, how have you, looking back, gotten through something like this before, and how can you apply that to what's been happening with this? 
offer? I mean, you know, every situation is different, but to have uh, knowledge, to have reps when things aren't going great, and you know they're not going great, um, you know, you gotta lie, you gotta rely on the, the men in this locker room and the leaders in this locker room, and you know, we gotta, gotta play better football. Josh, um, the offense looked a little bit more concept based rather than scheme. How does that vary? varies during the course of a ball game? Um, I mean, just trying to figure out what works against the team and what we expect them to do um, and just having to plan against that. Um, you know, and they, you know, coming off a of bye week, had two weeks to prepare, and um, they had a good game plan. Whatever adjustments you do need to make, how drastic do they need to be? I mean, a tough question. A drastic. We just have to execute when our number's called. And I know that might seem like a mundane weekly thing, but it hasn't changed. That's the key to success. And then I think just doing our jobs, looking at it objectively, like I said. Now I'm sounding like a broken record and, and make adjustments where they need to be and, and look ourselves in the mirror. Each, each, each person, each individual, and uh, then having each other's backs. You mentioned outside noise. What about in, inside, you know, uh, doubts, a lot of confidence getting shown? How do you protect against that? I know you're a professional athlete. You've been through these, but you're also human beings. What do you, what do you need to do to keep that in check? Well, I think that's when this team's going to be put to the ultimate test, right? How do we respond to these moments? The lows are so devastatingly low in this league. I'm not safe to say that this is a pretty devastating low right now. Um, but I, I do think that this is when the good teams come together. Have each other's back, man. I mean, listen, this is, this is not what we're looking for by any means. But we have to have each other's back. And it'll be it's put to the test right now. And uh, we'll go from there. Josh, your first two years, still learning the league, the team wasn't quite formed. So with that in mind, in those years behind you, might this be the toughest stretch you've gone through in your career? In the NFL, at least, these last six games where you've shown a pick in each game? Um, I don't know. Where's your confidence level with Josh right now? Your personal and for the team, where's your confidence level like? Still high. What makes you? What makes it high? Again, we've 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 done it before. I know we can do it. It's just a matter of doing it. Thanks, that is Bills quarterback Josh Allen and center Mitch Morse. Again, that follows a twenty-four to twenty-two loss uh, at home on Monday Night Football to the Denver Broncos. Welcome in. Nick Erie here live from our Amherst studios. Uh, we have a whole bunch of stuff to get to uh, over the next course of however long that I'm going to be here, which hopefully isn't that long. Uh, we'll hear from head coach Sean McDermott. We'll get you, you know, I don't know. Sorry, I'm trying to be reasonable here. Um... I know you guys want me to, you know, do the thing, go off, right? I just 
I just don't know if I have it. I don't, I don't know if I have anything else to give. Feels like at an evening like this at 11.40, as many of you guys leave the stadium, I know a lot of you probably left the stadium well before that, win or lose. It, it kind of felt like early in this first half. This was the kind of game that you leave in silent protest from because, um, once again, the offense just is unable to do anything. And... This is a game that really, to me, comes down to a couple of things. It comes down to coaching and decisions you made early in this football game and decisions it took, you to, took too long to get to. And the decision to bench James Cook after fumbling on the first play of the game, difficult start. I mean, just a terrible start, right? You don't want anyone fumbling. Um, but using James Cook as a scapegoat uh, held their offense back for the better part of the game. Not that I believe Ken Dorsey would have had the wherewithal um, to go to the plays that worked at the end of the game uh, at any earlier juncture other than the end of the game. It's just it takes them too long to get to concepts that work. Um, it takes them too long to react to how the defense is defending them. It takes them too long um, to determine who the hot hand is. It takes them too long uh, to figure out which guy should be in and which guy should be out. It takes them too long um, to score points. It takes them too long to get first downs. It takes them too long uh, to do anything. And this is a team and an organization that has built itself and the identity around its quarterback, who right now says he's confident but doesn't play with any level of confidence. And for me, it's really hard to help any of you feel better about yelling about this game because it's too easy to yell about this game. It was easy after the first play where the vibes around this entire season stem back to week one. They stem back to the offseason with Stephon Diggs and, and the drama around him and how this organization responded to that and communicated that drama and having the head coach come out you know, here after OTAs and say it's a big concern, it's a huge concern, and then have to walk it back from communication to execution to preparation to game plans to penalties to punts to throws to runs to tackles. Every single thing about this season has been broken from the first play of the season. When you can't beat a Jets team on Monday Night Football, three three plays into the game, they lose the quarterback that they did the whole hard knocks thing around, and Zach Wilson has to play the rest of the game. As soon as you lost that game, they showed you who you who they were. They showed you exactly what this team was going to be this year. And we let wins against bad teams against Washington and Las Vegas and yes, you know, that Miami game, which is maybe the biggest fluke of all time, um, distract us away from who this team showed us they were. They're not a well-coached football team. They make mistake after mistake in the worst situations. And, you know, there'll probably be people tonight blaming the defense for giving up that final drive. They gave up six points on four turnovers with DeMar down to their fourth safety, down to... What a failure by this offense. And this, I, I can't even believe it's taken me however long to get to the fact that the Denver Broncos missed the field goal and they had 12 men on the field and gave them another chance to kick the game-winning field goal, which they you know made. 12 men on the field. 12 men on the field at the end of the game in the last play. All-out blitz on third down when all you had to do was drop eight and force an incomplete pass. 
It worked once, and you telegraphed the same play, back-to-back plays. 12 men on the field. A truly remarkable failure. Listen, I, I've been alive for a lot of bad losses. This is Dick Duran, Rex Ryan level failure. Buck stops right at the top, right at the head coach, who I'm sure will put on a beautiful display of three and a half minutes post game here, talking about how they need to be more consistent and play complimentary football. When in reality, I think all you have to do is not have 12 men on the field in the last play of the game and win a game you don't deserve to win. I cannot believe the failure that was put in front of us tonight. It's embarrassing from an execution perspective. The players, uh, and and again, where where do you go? Where What do you blame in a game where you have four turnovers, where your quarterback throws a just such a boneheaded interception on the first play, uh, trying to go down and kick a field goal before the end of the half? And, and Gabriel Davis just, you know, letting a ball just fly through his hands and into the hands of a defender and 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 your quarterback dropping the football as he has to make a basic handoff and then your running back who you know gets benched for the entire first half for having a fumble his second of his career and first of the season uh you know even on the biggest play of the game fumbles the ball and finds a way for it to get back into his hands i just there is part of this as 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 can i think could be tossed out as there's a little bit of bad luck happening with this team right now but I'm also, I subscribe to the idea that you make your own luck. And whether it's not deserving to win these football games, not preparing hard enough, they certainly aren't executing at a high enough level to win these football games. They're not. They're not executing high enough. They're not being coached well enough. And it's a failure up and down the roster. It's not just on the offense. You know, and listen, the defense... They they played a hell of a game today, keeping them in this football game time and time again. With the talk about not playing complimentary football, that that that's exactly what we're talking about. And the special teams, you know, even when even when Sam, uh, you know, what's the kicker's name? What's the punter's name? Sam Young, Sam Sam Martin, Sam Martin. Even when he has a decent punt, you know, they're giving up seventeen to twenty yard returns every single time. It's not a serious. This is not a playoff contending football team. It's certainly not a Super Bowl playoff, uh, Super Bowl contending football team. And there needs to be real substantive change tonight. Short week. Your opportunity to change offensive coordinators on a long week was last week. Now you've got a short week. They're not making a move. This team's not making any moves. They should. They should make lots of moves. They should look to make moves at coordinator. Maybe one of that should be getting the defense in the hands of another coordinator too so your, so your head coach can focus on the rest of the team that is spiraling out of control. Sorry if that wasn't the angry rant all of you wanted. I just, I don't, I don't, I don't care. I don't, I don't have it in me anymore. They have sucked the fun out of watching football. It's no picnic for them, I'm sure. I'm sure nobody at One Bills Drive is excited about the performance they put on the field today. But man, they just have made cheering and and getting excited for and watching football an absolute miserable task. I'm back to hate watching football. Now it's time to get the first response from the fans. It's brought to you by Serve Pro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy. Serve Pro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy is first and faster to any size disaster. Visit TeamLuzzy.com. 
Let's go to Bob. Bob, you're on the post game show. Welcome, Bob. Oh, guys, oh, I have so much to say, and I don't want to take a lot of your time up, but I want to get some, some uh, a few things out. I've been a Bills fan since I was a little kid back in the 70s. I've seen it all, been through it all. And I was very, very happy, and I was elated in 2017 when we finally made the playoffs with a team that Brandon Bean finally cooked up to be competitive. I gave McDermott a pass on that, um, that Jacksonville loss where, yeah, okay effort, no offense, Tyrod Taylor. I gave him a pass when we were up 16 uh, nothing in Houston. We completely collapsed in that game. I gave him a pass when he didn't show up against a very tough Kansas City take. I also gave him a pass with the most disastrous coaching performance in NFL history with the 13 seconds. Okay. I gave him a pass last year when he didn't even have his team prepared to wear the right cleats during that disaster in Buffalo against Cincinnati. The passes are over. I want him the hell out of here. I am done. I'm sorry that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just like you. I've had it. I, they've taken the life and drained every type of emotional feeling I have about this team. And I, it, it runs downhill, and it starts up top. And it starts with McDermott. You can blame Dorsey. You can blame Allen. But this is – he's the head coach of this football team, and he has got to go. I'm sorry. I'm out. I'm sorry. Yeah, thanks for the call, Bob. I just, you know, I listen, I, I am not I'm not one to be fire the coach guy, but boy, you just made a pretty you had a pretty long, compelling list there uh of examples and or reasons and whatever. Um it 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 the creeping sensation of feeling like you have maxed out the potential of a team with a certain head coach has certainly crept into the back of my mind. Let's go to Chad. Chad, you're on the postgame show. Welcome, Chad. Yeah, hey. Uh, you hit on it at the beginning there, but I do not understand how you bench Cook, who's been the only spark this offense has seen. Murray isn't catching the ball like him, doesn't have the pop, nor does the practice squad kid that they put out there. That stunt cost us at least one touchdown. The proof is when he came back in, the rhythm is Cook for eight or nine, Murray gets you the one. I mean, that's it. It's not middle school. You're not teaching Cook a lesson to hold on to the ball. He's a professional. They showed it. It's time to clean house, man. That's all I got to say. Yeah, thanks for the call, Chad. Yep. Uh, let's go to Eric. Eric, you're on the postgame show. Welcome. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I get the fire the coach sentiment, and I, I, I truly do get all that. But, I mean, what, what good has happened since 13 seconds? 13 seconds was a catastrophic failure. What good has happened GM-wise? We signed Von Miller. He got hurt. I mean, Sherfield and Hardy, great. They're here. Uh, I mean, I'm happy they're, they they seem like nice guys. It, it's just such a struggle. Um, you you watch this. We're 5-5. We're five and five. I mean, we're, we're lucky that Miami and the Jets have lost. I don't think the Miami win was a fluke. I think we are a better team than Miami. But I don't think we're going to have a chance to get to the playoffs. Uh, I mean, we're, we're, what, one and a half, two games behind now. It, it, it's 
it's catastrophic. And, and I worry about, I would always joke, oh, Terry Pagula, even a blind squirrel finds a nut with, with Bean McDermott. And maybe maybe that nut is poisonous. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I think they've reached their peak. And, I mean, I look at this offense, and you've got Josh Allen, Diggs, and, you know, Kincaid, and, and just some guys. Cook's good, but the fumble tonight hurts. Hey, sorry, uh, Eric, i got to cut you off. We have head coach Sean McDermott. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we practiced two or three times that this week. The substitution from from dime to field goal block, uh, and at the end of the day, uh, we didn't execute it, so it's inexcusable. You're the issue with the turnovers. I know you're going to say you can't win playing like that, but what is going on? What can you figure out is going on? No, it wasn't good enough. You can't turn the ball over, period, let alone four times, and field position can't start at the minus 40 or whatever it was, minus 41. That's it's not good enough. Is that a situation, Sean, that it kind of seems to be from where we sit anyway, or I sit, cut, it can compound itself when they know, when guys know it's a problem and it becomes, it, does that play into it at all, guys get uptight or whatever? Do you have a sense of that? I don't, I don't sense that. If, if that's the case, it, uh, if you think that's the case, I don't, I don't believe that's, that's uh, accurate. Um, you know, uh, you, you throw and catch the ball, you run with the football, and, and, and your, your job description is to execute and, uh, and maintain possession of the ball. Um, so um, that's, that's not good enough. Outside of the, the turnovers, what were your overall feelings on the offense and their ability to move the ball today? I thought at times we moved the ball. Um, not enough, though. I think it can be better. I really do. Can you, uh, can you ask much more for your defense? I mean, the only reason you were in that game until the very end was your defense. Would right. you say that or no? I would, yeah. I mean, you talk about four turnovers and the, the ball at the minus 40 is a starting spot. Um, you know, five defensive starters out. Those guys played their ass off. They really did. Um, so I, I applaud them for it. Certainly, certainly work to do there as well. Um, but they played hard, and and, um, and I appreciate that. To that point, what is your message to the defense after a game like this, where the team's down five and five, but they were you know, keeping you guys in? Yeah, I mean, um, they played hard. There's certainly things we can work on defensively. Um, they gave us a chance, and. Um, you know, hit the, tech, the check down, which that should have been taken away on that on the two minute drive. Um, uh, so, I, you know, that's that's one we could have executed better. But other than that, I thought we battled and um, gave us a chance to win and, and, and got a takeaway. And um, that's a good offense, you know, a talented offense. And you're going out there with five defensive starters out to begin with. And I thought those guys played their asses off. Sean, on the, on the pass interference to Taryn, you called call the blitz again. You had gotten the play before. Yeah. Is that why you went back to it? Because you had gotten there before. Yeah, two things. In the in the in the line, the field goal line, we felt like it was the forty yard line. So you're still you're not working with you know thirty five yards of, of real estate. You're working with you know a set window of, of real estate. So Russell had done a good job against a four man rush. You know, um, scrambling and making plays with his feet. And um, so it just was hey, if we're going to go down, we're going down being aggressive. John with uh, James uh, fumble on the first play, 16 plays until he re-entered the game. What went into the decision to kind of keep him out for a while? Did he receive a message if, if a message was sent? Well, I told him I believe in him. I, I can tell you that. Um, whether that was, um, you know, at, at play 15 or whenever, but I told him I believe in him, and I thought he came out and, and ran the ball better. Um, still, the ball came out. Um, 
I think on the one in particular where it bounced back up to him, it can't happen. So, um, you know, like I said earlier, it's it's uh, that's part of the job description. Sean, everybody has their ideas on what they see in Josh and maybe his struggles. What do you what are you seeing right now in his confidence level, the way that he's playing? What do you see as the head coach? Well, I you know I, I think he's had you know um, I think he's played well at times, and then at, at times he hasn't, and and you can't turn the ball over. Um, so you know we've got to got to figure that out. Sean, how close do you feel to getting things where you need them to be? I know that that's something that's been said from players. Hey, we're close, we're close. But now with what seven games left, or however many it is, yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't think everything we're doing is wrong. Um, there was some good football being played and and some good football being coached. Um, that said, um, it needs to be better. And um, you can't turn the ball over and you can't start by giving the team their starting field position at the minus 40-yard line. That's, that's not how you win in this league. So um, we've got to play better and move the football, score points on a more consistent basis. And then, and then the special teams piece has to factor in as far as field position and covering kicks, covering punts. Um, and certainly, I'm not turning a blind eye to the defense. There's things we can do better there as well. Um, so, but I was proud of the way the defense and how hard they played. Um, and um, so, you know, uh, we'll address what we need to address going forward here. Sean, what's the, what's the difficulty level in having those hard conversations specifically on a short week here? Uh, I would say time, you know, more than anything, Joe. Um, but the, the, the tough conversations are going to be had because we're not taking the field next Sunday here at 4 o'clock or 4.15 whenever it starts without um, those tough conversations. That's, that's just not how I do things. Do you think, Sean, that something more maybe drastic needs to be done? I, I'm not sure what that is, but in your mind, do you have to hit a hard reset based on this game and maybe this whole six-game stretch? Um, I think you know I, I need a little bit of time here just after the game to, to assess that. Um, obviously, I'm not real happy right now, so um, you know I'll evaluate that and and um, over the next 24 hours here and, and see where it takes us. I'm confident, um, but I believe we can be better at the same time. Coach, you mentioned field position. Was it the plan for the whole game to kick to Mims, or were you at any point considering avoiding kicking to him? Yeah, I mean, you know, we we discussed that, and um, he's a he's obviously a talented young player um, with speed. Um, I just didn't feel like we had enough population down there. I don't think he was making a ton of people miss as much as as it was population around. And then we've got to punt the ball better too. I think we had one one ball that went right down the middle that was low. Uh, Sam's a better punter than that. Sure, just to follow on Joe's question, if I could, just for a second. Josh was pretty emphatic earlier this week that he felt it was an execution issue, that whatever's called, that the guys on the field should be able to execute that play to the best of their ability. From where you sit right now, and I know you have to look at this film, is it a scheme or an execution issue? Yeah, as far as I mean, know? just starting off, Adam, I would say there were times early in the game where we dropped the football. I mean, the, the football was there and we dropped it. Um, I think there was multiple players that had opportunities to make catches and, and they didn't make the catch. Um, so. You know that's part of the evaluation. Is okay. Is it is it scheme? Well, guys are open, catch the football. So, 
um, but you evaluate the whole thing, right? You've been here for a number of years. You set a, a culture. We've talked about it over the years. Do you feel a sense of things unraveling a little bit? Like, what was your sense in that locker room with this group? Yeah, well, guys are guys are upset. They're frustrated. Um, you know, and when you don't get the results you're looking for, you don't have maybe um, the production you're looking for. You know, they get they get frustrated, and and so um, I can promise it's not from a lack of effort. So um, this is, you know, we've got to continue to reset, continue to make adjustments that we need to make. Um, and again, like I said, I know the result wasn't what we wanted it to be, and, but I do think there's some good football times being played, um, um, but not good enough. And, uh, and so, um, you know, obviously we have, um, we have things to work on. How much more much can you rely on? Having that offensive success in previous years to where you are right now. I don't follow. There, there's been some talk that uh, that they that you guys can get back on track because you have done it before. So I'm just wondering how much can you rely on that? Because yeah, uh, I mean it's it's been the better part of through ten games now. It's through ten games. Um, so I've I've seen. Uh, the inconsistencies through ten games, through ten games, and um, and so um, that's that's really where, to me, the honest evaluation right now is. How would you describe your team's focus on a whether it be a day to day, week to week basis? Focus you... is fine. Tim. Focus is fine. I mean, there's these guys work at it. You know, um, they're intentional when they're around the building. You guys see them around the building. You know, they're they're hard workers. They practice hard. Um, I thought this week was a good practice. You know, the practices that we had there were good practices. That, um, and but you come out here and you got to put it together, right? And and so um, you know the field is slanted against you when you're turning the ball over and they're starting at the minus 40 yard line and it's it's um, it's like trying to walk uphill. I mean, it's not easy. So. Um, I thought the defense did a good job keeping us in the game for as long as they did, and um, you know it's unfortunate that that uh, they went down the end like they did. Okay. All right, thank you. That's Bills head coach Sean McDermott following tonight's game. And Sean McDermott's coach's podium is brought to you by Northtown Automotive. Whatever you're looking for, you'll find it at northtownauto.com. Nick Erie here in our Bills post-game show. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. You're listening to the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Sports Radio 550 WGR Buffalo and WKSE HD2 Niagara Falls Buffalo 98.5 FM. Always live on the free Odyssey app. You know, I said I wasn't going to get mad because I don't have a lot of life left to give. And then I listened to that press conference <laughs> and practice. Uh, Still confident, too. Uh, Still confident. It just, you had some good practices this week, did you? Could tell. Did you, I did, could really tell. Did you? Ha- you had some good practices. Well, luckily they had some good practices this week. <laughs> you know, nothing like practice. They had some good practices this week. They spent. Luckily, they spent. You know, one minute on the twelve man on the on the, on the field there. It's football. It's just football. It's just football. 
it doesn't mean anything. It's, it's just football. <laughs> they practiced well this week. Good. Fantastic. 803-0550 is the number to call. Uh, and if you need, you could practice that a little uh, on the phone because I got a, I got a pretty full uh, phone line. So I'll try to work through, get to all of you guys tonight. Um, I know you got a lot to say. Um, and let me you just be the adult in the room. <laughs> me, the adult. Uh, you know, can just keep it clean. Don't, don't swear on my show. I would really appreciate it if you don't. I, w- I would love to. Trust me. If anyone deserves to swear, it's me. Um, I'm not going to. Be angry. You can yell. Uh, don't swear on my show. I appreciate it. 803 is the number. We got more uh, reaction to the 24-22 to loss that sends the Bills to 5-5 five and five and likely out of the playoffs here. Uh, this is the Buffalo Bills uh, Radio Network. Back to pass. Has time. Fires down the left sideline, and it's picked off. Intercepted there by Fabian Moreau, the cornerback. Intended for Deontay Hardy, and he just stepped up and picked it off. Welcome back to the Buffalo Bills postgame show here on the Buffalo Bills radio network. The Bills fall to 5-5 five and five after their 24-22 loss to the Denver Broncos. It's time now for the Skyworks stats of the game. Skyworks equipment rental building America from the ground up. Let's go to some team stats. Uh, Bills uh, lost in the first downs category today. The Denver Broncos out first down them 19-18 somehow, some way. Uh, total plays, Denver Broncos 71 to the Bills 52. Uh, the Bills way out yards per play to them, 7.1 uh, yards per play compared to 4.2. Uh, passing, pretty abysmal, 177 yards for the Bills, 178 for the Broncos. Bills really dominated in the run game, though, 192 yards. Luckily, they waited till the end of the game uh, to run the football. Um, penalties, you know, other than when it mattered, the Bills had three penalties going into that last drive. They get the pass interference penalty, which is just a tough play for Taron Johnson, and then the inexcusable 12-man on the field penalty that uh, basically, you know, gift-wrapped the win uh, for the Denver Broncos. The Broncos also led in time of possession 37-21 to the Bills 22-39, so... Um, Valiant effort by this Bills defense that uh, really, I thought, kept the Bills uh, in this game all evening uh, just for the Bills uh, offense to squander things and score late, uh, you know, so they could alleviate some of the blame for this game uh, when really, again, just another game where the blame really should fall squarely on the shoulders of the offensive coordinator and the quarterback, Um, but Again, the g- gymnastics at the end of this game puts, I think, a lot of the onus back on the head coach for allowing 12 men to be on the field in the most important play of the game. Uh, let's let's get an eye on the quarterback. And the eye on quarterback is brought to you by Great Lakes Building System. We keep an eye on your, on your business so you don't have to. Great Lakes Building Systems, our business is protecting your business. Josh Allen in this game, again, not a uh, particularly good effort from Josh. He finishes 15-26 for 177 yards, a touchdown, two interceptions, and a 59.3 quarterback rating. Um, he also added a, a rushing touchdown. He had four carries for 13 yards in this game and a score. Uh, let's get back to the phones and continue taking phone calls. Let's go to uh, Kristen, who's been waiting patiently. Kristen, you're on the post game show. Welcome. Hello, this is Christine. How are you? Oh, Christine. Sorry. Hello. That's okay. Um, I think until Terry Pagula is tired of mediocrity, that nothing's going to change. McDermott is obviously calling the defense and offense because if Dorsey or him can't see you can't win with the personnel on offense, change the personnel on offense 
Latavius Murray was running right through him. Where's Hardy? Where's Sherfield? Where where are these guys? Why'd you get them in the first place? Have Bean didn't see we needed more than a cornerback at the trade deadline? What is he doing? A third round third rounder for Russell Douglas? I'm not putting him down, but look what we needed. And I thought the defense was spectacular tonight. And it comes down to fundamentals. When Taron Johnson got that penalty, he never looked back. And none of the Bills corners or safeties look back. I don't understand it. 12 men on the field, unacceptable. Unacceptable. Starting on the 40-yard line, that's special teams. Unacceptable. It's fundamentals and coaching. Enough is enough. I'm tired of this. I've been a Bills fan since I was five. I'm 51. It's been 46 years. We deserve a Super Bowl in Western New York. We're not going to win with the general manager or the coaches. We have to start from scratch. And I'm sorry, Gabriel Davis is not the answer. He's not the answer. Something has to change, and it comes from the top down. Thank you for taking my call. Yeah, thanks, Christine. I appreciate it. Yeah, Uh, Marvin Lewis, uh, I'm sorry, um, Sean McDermott. Um, likely has found his ceiling with this team. Um, and, you know, tomorrow they'll fire the special teams coordinator, um, and that will be presented as, you know, the sacrificial lamb that will help us all feel better at night. <clears throat> the second special teams coordinator after 13 seconds, and then they scapegoated the special teams coordinator. Remember when they did that? That was fun. Uh, let's go to Mike. Mike, you're on the post game show. Welcome. Hi, I um, was going to call originally and talk about how we went out and got all these guys on offense, uh, Hardy and Sherfield. But after just listening to that press conference, um, I, I don't know how much more evaluating McDermott can do. That's all he ever says. Never heard someone say so little with so many words over and over again. I'll, I'll evaluate the Bills for him. We suck. We stink. We got to do something. Um, and I was a big McDermott fan, but, I mean, it, we ha- we just got to make a change. I, I agree. You know, he, he probably has uh, reached his ceiling, and I'm just uh, hoping we don't have to put up with this for much longer. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for the call, Mike. Yeah, it's difficult, right? Uh- this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Um, it's listen, my, my natural reaction when I'm in the current mood that I am is just to rip off as much sarcasm as I can possibly come up with. Cause it's what I'm good at. And I just like, again, I, I don't feel angry tonight. I, I walked into this game kind of thinking a loss felt right. Um, and when you feel that way about a team with the expectations that this one has, and you get to this point of transitioning from anger to really resentment, which I, it's, from the sounds of most of these initial phone calls, that's kind of where everyone is. It's, it's transitioned from anger and disappointment earlier in the season to now resentment. And, you know, no special teams firing, special teams coordinator firing. At this point, I'm not even sure Ken Dorsey's scalp really even means anything to anyone. I, I think the attention... Because you waited so long to move on from Ken Dorsey, uh, because of the decisions at the end of this game and because of the failures at the end of this game, the attention has turned to the head coach. And this is the NFL. The NFL, it's a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately league. And the inability to explain, even really the unwillingness to explain the end of the 13-second debacle um, always sort of just left this bad taste in my mouth about McDermott. And now we're getting to the point where you know, we're at this, I think, pretty genuine crossroads with this organization, which is, do you continue moving forward? I brought this up a couple weeks ago. No team in NFL history that has had, that's had the same head coach and quarterback for more than five years has won a Super Bowl together. Their window has passed. And it'll be up to ownership, and it'll be up to the general manager. Luckily, the Bills hired their head coach, who then they allowed to hire the general manager. So there's no way this general manager is moving on from this head coach. Just that, they, like that's that's the reality of the situation, guys. So, you know, I'm not telling you to, to not waste your time and 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 call in here and say you want to coach fired. I just like I don't think it's going to happen. Um, but it's it. There's a really good quote. Uh, what, what's uh, you you a Batman guy? Yeah. Um, it, it's you something uh, Harvey Dent. Hero yeah, or you live, live long, long enough, enough to, to become the yeah. villain. Yeah. And uh, yeah. That's that's a thank you for knowing exactly the quote that I was going for the Harvey Dent quote. I really appreciate it. Let's get one more phone call, uh, and we got to get a couple breaks in here. Let's go to um, let's go to Richard. Richard, you're on the post game show. Welcome, Richard. Oh, sad, sad, undisciplined football. The windows closing. It's a shame to waste the talent that's on this team because you know what? I mean, honestly, I feel Brandon Bean, he, Von Miller. I think he's got to go, but. Put a good team together, and, and, and this team's playing undisciplined, and and, and and I have a lot of faith still in Josh Bell and Josh Allen. Just very sad. I mean, with the way they're executing, I just don't understand how you're giving games away. It's hard to win at that league, and, and, and when you have, and when you steal a win and you give it back because you can't count to twelve, it's just pathetic. It's absolutely pathetic, and that that points down to undisciplined football. That really does. I, I realize the defense has been inundated with injuries, yet they're still hanging in. And, and the receivers got to catch the ball. All they have to do is catch the ball. That's their job. They're paid a lot of money to catch the ball. 
and they're dropping balls. Josh threw a lot of nice balls that went through the hands of how many different receivers? It's just sad. It's just well, how about this, Richard? Like, yeah, catch the ball, execute. But if you're not going to, in the case of Gabriel Davis, you should probably talk to the media after the game instead of you know, ditching the media uh, after the game that Gabriel Davis has had in back-to-back weeks. But that's your captain. I mean, that, that's, that's what we're dealing with now. So, that, like, the, the part that is angry, that, that makes me angry, that will sort of rebuild the fire uh, in my stomach and my belly about being angry about this team is you just want to feel like after a game, they go up there and you feel like you, feel, you can feel the accountability. And you, I, I never got that feel after 13 seconds. I haven't gotten it really after any of these games. The quarterback goes up there and, and says five words, and you got Mitch Morse sitting next to him. Well, like, and, and, and th- this, is, this is the frustrating part, right? You've got Mitch Morse, who is the center, not exactly the face of the franchise, who is giving thoughtful, accountable responses, and then the quarterback who's got one-word responses about how confident he is, and then the head coach, and then Gabriel Davis won't speak after the game, and James Cook, uh, nah, dude, I'm good, is the quote that Matt Perino posted after the game. This culture that was so talked about that this team, it's easy to win. It's not easy to lose. And how they're losing and the lack of accountability with it. That's a that's their culture. Is they're great winners. And when you lose a game like that, I think you owe, I think you owe people a little bit more than stiffing reporters at your locker. And your stock coach speak result, you know, your coach speak after the game. And Allen, I mean, dude, for a guy that can do no wrong, you'd think he'd have some more thoughtful things to say after this game. After that game for you, man. Cripes. So I wasn't gonna get mad, and I'm not gonna get mad. Let's um let's take a timeout. We got we got stuff to get to. We gotta get a lot of breaks in here. Um more on the other side. More reaction. 803-0550 is the number to call. This is Buffalo Bills football. The Buffalo Bills fall in heartbreaking fashion, 24-22 to the Denver Broncos on a last-second field goal. And that comes following a 12-men-on-the-field penalty on the defense. And on that play, the Broncos did, in fact, miss the field goal but get another chance at it and do put the game away on their second try. The Bills also lost the turnover battle 4-1 to and now see themselves at 5-5 five and five on the season and 2-5 and five in the AFC. Allen himself had three of those turnovers, a fumble and two interceptions, and he completed just 15 passes for 177 yards passing. While on the ground, James Cook had 109 yards rushing, and he did that on just 12 rushes. And A.J. Epinesa, he had himself a day putting up two sacks on the night. And it will be a quick week for the Bills. They will stay at home, and they host the New York Jets this upcoming Sunday for a 425 kickoff. This sports update is brought to you by Independent Health, well beyond insurance. Learn more at redshirttreatment.com. I'm Zach Jones, and you're listening to the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Come through the right side, has a first down, into the open field, fumbled the ball, it bounced back into his hands, down to the 35-30, and tackled at the 26-yard line. That is your electric play of the game. It's brought to you by Town Mazda and Town Hyundai. For an electrifying performance, check out their exciting lineup of EVs at townauto.com. 
Com. Welcome back to the postgame show. Nate Geary here in our, our, our Amherst studios. The Bills drop a heartbreaker, 24-22. to 22. Let's go back to the phones. Let's go to Chris in Hamburg. Chris, you're on the postgame show. Welcome, Chris. Hey, Nate. How are you doing tonight? It's terrific. Listen, me and you have been Bills fans since we went to Big Tree Elementary with Sam Rogers' son. Shout out. And I just, I just got to say tonight is about as low as I've felt as a Bills fan um, in my 30 years of life. Um, I wanted to think 13 seconds was a fluke, but the two years since then, it's been nothing but heartbreaking losses. We can fire a million special teams coordinators. We can pretend Leslie Frazier had a family emergency and needed to leave the team. But the common denominator through all of this has been Sean McDermott, and I think it's his time to go. Uh, I'll hang up. (laughs) In the words of Willy Wonka, you get nothing. You lose. <laughs> Have a good night, Nate. <laughs> Love you, buddy. Thanks, Chris. Uh, yeah, shout out Aaron Rodgers. You know, where is he? Not not the terrible Aaron Rodgers, but Sam Rodgers' son, who was in Chris's eye at kindergarten class. Uh, shout out. Let's go to Mike. Mike, you're on the post game show. Welcome, Mike. Hi, can you hear me? Yep, I got you. Hey, uh, always want to say this. Uh, Long time listener, first time caller. Let me get that out of the way. Uh, you pretty much touched on all the things I wanted to talk about. I did enjoy, I don't know if it was a Freudian slip or you did it on purpose, calling Sean McDermott, uh, Marvin Lewis. Uh, I think that much like uh, him, you might have reached your, you know, your ultimate potential. Uh, I was infuriated by his press conference. Uh, I know that's his personality, but I'm looking for a, give me a Jim Mora playoff moment, Dennis Green, they are yeah. who we thought we were. Um, he hasn't earned his Bill Belichick, you know, out in Cincinnati. You had to earn that, and he hasn't earned that to me. Uh, the buck stops with him, uh, as we've said. Uh, the turnovers are a problem. I understand that there's a greater parity in the league right now than there's been in several years, and there's a reason to play the game every week and don't just mark down a winner. I get that, but to me, we need wholesale change. Like you, I don't know that it's going to happen. I don't even know what it would accomplish really at this point in the season. But, you know, I want to start thinking long-term. Like, what do you think the long-term prognosis is for this team? Uh, and I'll, I'll hang up in a... In yeah, a yeah, thanks for the call, Mike. Listen, I, I, I actually, I find it really interesting, your point. Um, like, you were looking for that that sort of come-to-Jesus moment, right? Like, that you were looking for a viral sound. And and I'm not telling you that fixes all of this, but I think what I think what you're talking about is the need to make a statement a little bit in in front of the media for his football team because his football team is continually showing up to these games flat and it does going up there and Jim Mooring or you know wh- what was the other Dennis Green does, does does any of that have value um i don't know it's not an a plus b equals c sort of thing but i i get your point um and the future outlook I just I, I do think that there is enough examples of failure in the most critical situations with this coaching staff that I, I, I'm not sure as they stand, uh, where they stand, that this is a group capable of of, of breaking through the ceiling that, that is there. Um, and, and I don't think that has to be um, – I don't know. I – it 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 almost like it's almost the realization of saying it out loud, right? <clears throat> not not that 
we've all sat here and haven't talked about, you know, moving on from coaches or firing Ken Dorsey or firing whoever. And that's it's a really easy thing for fans to look at and say, well, just do this and it'll make me feel better. I'm not sure that firing Ken Dorsey is going to make me feel better. Some people will feel better. Um, And I don't know that that's actually – I don't believe that's the move that we're talking about here. Like I said, I I think it's way more likely that they fire the special teams coordinator. Um, And it would have been warranted. I mean, the special teams have been bad for the last couple of weeks, really, since the start of the year, since they gave up the punt return on Monday Night Football to open the season. Um, But all in all – I, I don't know the answer to whether or not this coaching staff has has gotten to their ceiling and there is no breaking through, but I will tell you that there are the 13 seconds and the Hale Murray and the Josh Allen fumble at the goal line and the, the, the Josh Allen slipping at the Titans one and blowing a 16-point playoff lead and 12 men on the field and the Vikings Hail Mary last year. And, um, you know, like it just seems like in the most critical moments – this team fails, and what makes those failures difficult or even more unacceptable is feeling like you have this scar tissue from losing four straight Super Bowls and feeling like this organization got to a point higher than they are right now. And this isn't a, a shot at that, those teams. Those teams had multiple Hall of Famers on it. I don't know that this team does. Um, I think that they've got guys that could be Hall of Famers. Um, I think Stephon Diggs and, you know, Josh Allen and Von Miller. But those failures, in comparison to the ones we're witnessing right now, they feel less. They, like, they, they don't feel as disappointing because this team with the quarterback and what we thought we had – and maybe the 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 feeling of having that 13 second game in our fingertips the moment of elation when Gabriel Davis crosses the goal line and you feel like the bills are going to pull that game out and the what ifs that you sort of told yourself and then obviously the the Cincinnati Bengals game which is another one i mean i think there is a really strong argument for this organization to and the need for this organization to make changes and who falls under those changes. I'm not sure. Um, I will be the one to tell you that if Sean McDermott at some point this season gets fired, he will be the very first head coach hired somewhere else. Like, and that, and I think, but that's okay. And again, I don't know that I'm here indicting the head coach and telling you he's a bad head coach. What he has done for this organization is brought them back to a level of respectability that a lot of other head coaches could not accomplish over the course of 17 years. But like Marty Schottenheimer, like Marvin Lewis, like some of these other head coaches in NFL history that are able to find a pathway to respectability, to find a pathway to fixing the ship and fixing dysfunctional organizations, which is what this organization was for a very long time. Dysfunction at the highest level, from ownership to general manager to to coaches to coordinators to players to quarterbacks. It was all so bad for so long that you felt yourself clinging to Ryan Fitzpatrick and it's the losing mentality. And you get you get the feeling like you found your way back in the whatever 15 minutes between Gabriel Davis making that catch and the Bills blowing that game and getting into overtime. All of that sort of accumulating to the place you're at now 
I feel it will be hard for this organization with knowing what we know. It's like it's like it's like being at the butcher shop and knowing how the meat, how the sausage is made, and then still going in for a bite. It's going to be really hard to put the sausage back in the casing after this game and the list, long list of other ones for this coaching staff moving forward. And they're going to have a lot of tough conversations this week, tonight, leading into the rest of the week. It's a short week. There's no coaching changes that are going to be made this week. I'm just, I'm, I'm here to tell you the bye week's coming up. And short of losing to the Jets, which <laughs> talk about uncomfortable. Um, yeah, just. It's not good, guys. It's n- None of this is good, and I'm here to try to piece together a lot of it and talking about the future. Uh, like that's, It's hard to think about the future with how disappointed you are in the present. Let's go to Nick. Nick, you're on the postgame show. Thanks for waiting, Nick. Hey, mate. Thanks for having me. Mm-hmm. First time, long time. Um, I just I, I look at this, this team – and, and the first thing that comes to mind is just how pathetic it is from top to bottom. Um, I think that we have just a, a pathetic product that we, we put out on the field uh, the last few weeks, and it starts with the coaching staff. And we preach this culture and this, you know, character and this, you know, having this, this team-first mentality, all these things, this great coach speak. And I listen to this guy in this press conference, and he's totally out of answers. He, he just – has nothing to say to make you feel comfortable that he can lead this team. And to me, it, it carries over to what we see on the field, and it's just been week in and week out for the last five or so weeks, just pathetic football. And and I think we're broken. I think we've broken Josh Allen. We've broken the offense. And anything short of firing McDermott seems like a failure to me. And, and really, I think it's time that we, we – sort of modernize as a football team and, and see if we can find an offensive-minded head coach and start there and put a priority on the offense and, and finding a way to get back to what Josh Allen was in 2020. And, and until we can find that, we are what we are, and that that's a pathetic product. And, uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for the call, Nick. Uh, I appreciate it. Let's take a timeout. we got more breaks to get to. Are we on? We are on three. Timeout, other side, more reaction here. The Bills lose 24-22. to uh, They fall to 5-5 five and five in the season, and things looking bleak, no doubt about it. This is Buffalo Bills football. The Buffalo Bills fall in heartbreaking fashion, 24-22, to the Denver Broncos on a last-second field goal, and that field goal was possible because there was a 12-men-on-the-field penalty on the defense the play prior, and on that play, the Broncos did miss that field goal. They ultimately do get that second chance, and they do take the win, 24-22. It drops the Bills to 5-5 five and five on the season and 2-5 and five in the AFC. Quarterback Josh Allen had himself three turnovers on the day. The Bills overall had four turnovers. Allen, of course, three of them, a fumble and two interceptions. He completes just 15 passes for 177 yards. On the ground, however, James Cook had himself a very nice day, 109 yards on just 12 rushes. And on the defensive side of things, A.J. Epinesa lodges himself two sacks to add on to what is turning out to be a career year for him. But it will be a quick week for the Bills, and they're going to be staying at home. And next up, they host the New York Jets on Sunday, a 425 kickoff. The sports update is delivered by the UPS store Be Unstoppable. I'm Zach Jones, and you're listening to the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. We practiced 
two or three times that this week, the substitution from dime to field goal block, and at the end of the day, we didn't execute it, so it's inexcusable. Welcome back to the Buffalo Bills postgame show. Nate Geary here. The Bills lose 24-22, to and you're managing the game, presented by the Financial Guys, Western New York's one-stop financial shop. Uh, you heard it there. They apparently practiced that a lot this week. Uh, going from uh, defense to uh, kick field goal block team. Uh, but unfortunately, there was not enough attention to details. Uh, maybe maybe too much clapping. I don't know. Um, but it did not go well for the Bills. And 12 men were on the field. They missed the field goal, and they were able to try it again from you know five yards closer. And Will Lutz was able to put the Bills out of their misery. So... There is your managing the game. Again, once again, presented by the Financial Guys, Western New York's one-stop financial shop. Let's uh, go back to the phones. I know I'm going to try to rip through. I got people texting me wanting to get on. Uh, let's let's try to get through something. Let's go to Ryan in Toronto. Ryan, you're on the post-game show. Welcome, Ryan. Hey, Nate. How are you? Good. Good. So my Josh had on the press conference said how, oh, uh, how Denver had 10 days rest. They're, they're coming off a bye week. That's an excuse. Mm-hmm. And the second, my second comment is, honestly, Dozy got to go, and Josh McDaniels is available. Either replace him with McDermott or replace him for uh, Dozy. That's my call, and I want to hear uh, reactions. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Ryan. Um, yeah, I, I think you're sharing a lot of people's frustration tonight. Sounds like the common theme is just fire the coach and everything gets better. And I don't know if that is right. Um, I, I I don't I don't know if it's right. I I don't know if it's wrong though either. So it's again I I don't I don't have a ton of. Uh, I mean I've got thoughts, but I'll well I'll leave it to Tyler from Tonawanda instead. Tyler, you're on the post game show. Welcome, Tyler. Hey Nate, how you doing? Good. So I just quickly want to go over so in 2020 we get blown out in the AFC championship right uh 2021 we lose 13 seconds we fire a special teams coordinator okay nice scapegoat there in 2022 oh a lot of chaos happens you know a lot of things and uh the defensive coordinator walks right in 2023, everybody's screaming for Ken Dorsey. Now it seems like everybody's sort of shifting onto the Sean McDermott thing. But uh, I, I, I just think that the focus should be on McDermott. Yeah. Uh, you look back to him kind of picking uh, uh, Nathan Peterman over Tyrod. Some silly decisions like long ago. Um, I, I, I think the onus is not enough now on McDermott, although it sounds like it's shifting that way. And I I just want to say two quick things. I want to say we need uh, to decide as a city whether or not we're going to accept just breaking the drought and just getting to the playoffs is good enough or we're going to be a championship city, whether we're only going to accept championships. We're only going to accept winning the other thing I want to say on that is a quick shout-out for Veterans Day to my cousin Jacob, who lives in 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 Washington. And that's all I got to say. Thanks, Nate. Yeah, thanks for the call, Tyler. I appreciate it. 
Let's go to Brian and Williams. Well, Brian, you're on the post game. Welcome, Brian. Yeah, I wanted to sort of echo a little bit. Um, the offense only scored eight points in the first half, which was frustrating. The defense played very well in the first half. They both gave up a field goal late in the first half and in the in the overall grand of things with the game with 12 men on the field. I don't know how you do that to bobble it. I don't think McDermott should get fired this year until the end of the year if you are going to make the coaching change. If not, just roll it out and hope somebody plays better next year. Hopefully we get better people in here um, from coaches to players as an organization because this is just a headache for a mess. Yeah, thanks for the call, Brian. And listen, you know, you can hope that they'll get healthy, and I'm I'm sure – listen, they've got a lot of bad luck with injuries this year. They were one of the healthiest teams – like, they obviously, they lose Trey White in 2021, but they were one of the healthiest teams in the league in 2021. Um, it's what I – what I remember being on postgame after that Chiefs game, and um, I said when, when, when the copium was coming in that – well, there's always next year. This team's got a big, long window and blah, blah, blah. Now the safeties are aging and, you know, Diggs is going to be 30 next year and Allen's going to be 28 and uh, Mitch Morse, if they can get him back, he's going to be in his mid, mid-30s now. Um, they're an aging team. And when you have opportunities like they did in 2021 and they didn't get it done, um, yeah. And I got, you know, Stefan Diggs' brother tweeting out that they've got to get 14 out of there, man, and – I'm sure that won't be any drama over the next uh, little while at all. Let's go to Dan in North Tonawanda. Dan, you're on the post game. Dan, are you there? Yes. How's go- it going? Good, man. Go ahead. Yes. Um, I'm just calling in, and um, like I said before, um, I just want to say that um, I've been watching the Bills for 25 years now. I am a veteran, and – I had a very good Veterans Day this weekend, and um, just watching that game, it was absolutely pitiful watching that game. And I can only imagine, like, how all the other veterans were feeling at that game that gave service to their country to watch their favorite team put on a performance like that. And I know it comes down to the coaches, the players, you know, offense, defense, special teams, everything like that, you know, we can pass the blame to everybody else, but in war, when you fight a war, it comes to offense. So my feeling is fire the offensive coordinator, get rid of Ken Dorsey, because if your offense is not moving forward for the last five, six, seven, eight weeks, we were the top of the NFL. And when our offense is not performing the way that it should be, you got to get rid of your offense. And, I didn't know what comes to the head coach. Um, my company commander texted me tonight that I served with in Iraq. And he was like, brah. And I said, sir, I don't think you ever yelled at me the most that I yelled tonight because of the build offense. And all I wanted to say is that it comes down to the offensive coordinator because the, the head coach makes the ultimate call, but the offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey, he can make those calls to let Josh Allen run or pass or hand it off and run. We got to make a change on offense. I am a full supporter of Sean McDermott. 
So when it comes down to the offense and scoring points and winning the games, because the defense is playing great with what we have, it comes down to offense. Just fire Ken Dorsey. I appreciate the call. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks for the call, Dan, and thank you for your service, man. We appreciate it, and glad we give you a little bit of an outlet to get some of that, uh, blow some of that steam off, man. Let's go to one more before we take another timeout. Let's go to Dan in Rochester. Dan, you're on the postgame show. Welcome. Hey, thank you very much for taking a call. Uh, just to follow up, just to thank you for the service for all the veterans that have served. Um, my uh, my personal uh, silver lining to this is now I can comfortably and safely and humanly euthanize our season. Um, <laughs> you know, instead of wobbling around in the wild card, in the hunt, yeah. uh, i.e. another 13-second game, um, I could just safely just put it to rest, you know, some have said, well, if you clean house with the coaching staff, you're essentially punting the season. But look at our next seven games. I mean, we're going to drop a minimum of five. We're not beating the Chargers. We're not beating the Eagles. Not beating the Cowboys and certainly not beating the Chiefs. Jets and Patriots are the only hopefuls. Where, where do we go from here? Yeah, where do we go from here? Feels like it'll be the, uh, you know, I think the resounding conversation you have um, for the rest of the, the the rest of the night going into this week, uh, hoping some sort of change is made. We'll see um, whether that's coordinator. I don't, you know, the head coach isn't going anywhere. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, speaking of, we'll see. I hope we have some locker room sound um, at some point. You know, from players after the game. You know, because part of their job after the game is to talk. So hopefully I have some of that for you guys. If not, we'll continue taking phone calls uh, and doing all of that jazz. We'll get you a difference maker of the game coming up as well. Uh, so we got some more to get to and more reaction, of course, to the Bills 24-22 loss to the Denver Broncos. This is the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Welcome back to the Buffalo Bills postgame show here on the Buffalo Bills radio network. Let's get to the difference maker of the game, and it's Bills linebacker Terrell Bernard, who had 13 tackles in this game, and it's brought to you by Independent Health. At Independent Health, you'll find more than 1,000 Western New Yorkers who are big fans of this community and big fans of the Bills, of course. Independent Health, well beyond insurance. Learn more at redshirttreatment.com. Let's go live to the locker room and hear from Bills left tackle Dion Dawkins, and it's brought to you by Reimer Home Services for your HVAC plumbing and electric needs. The feeling here after a, a tough one. Yeah, losing sucks. That's what it feel like. You know, like we're a bunch of winners, but we're losing right now. So um, we play a game where there's winners and losers, and today took an L. The offense continues to seem to be searching for answers. Where's the frustration at this point, this point of the season? Just got to just focus on us, man. We just, number one thing, we just can't beat ourselves. You know, like we got to go out there. We got to do what we coach to do. We got to do what we're supposed to do. And it's just the way it go. You know, like we lost today. It is and what it is. 12 men on the field, second chance to win. That's a beat yourself in full effect. So there ain't no hiding from it. Wish I could say some, something to sugarcoat it, but there's nothing to sugarcoat. Is it, is it hard to, you just said that the team is losing, losing and, and turnovers and penalties. Mm-hmm. You know, those obviously are not winner plays. Is it frustrating to, to kind of put it in your mind that this is the team doing those kind of things right now? Yeah, but, you know, it still really don't define us for who we are because we still 
still chucking along. You know, like, we ain't built to be perfect. You know, like, we're not supposed to go undefeated. And shoot, if, if we still look at it, we still got a shot, right? That's all we need. So give us their best shot. We're going to give them our best, best shot for next week and see, see how it come out. All right, that is Bill's left tackle, Deion Dawkins. Let's get back to the phones, get connected with our fans. I know everyone's trying to get in uh, and waiting patiently, and I appreciate all of you for waiting patiently. Let's go to Patrick and Amherst. Patrick, you're on the postgame show. Welcome, Patrick. Hey, Nate. How's it going? Good, man. Yeah, so it really just um, seems like the team has really taken on the personality of McDermott. You know, I like that they're a scrappy bunch, a lot of injuries that they've tried to overcome on defense. But I think at the same time, that's really just basically backed us into a corner with uh, their handling of Allen. And now we've just watched Allen turn into a wild stallion and try to, like, now become, like, just this corralled horse stuck in a stable, um, which is unfortunate because obviously we know we have to live with the highs and the lows with Allen, but also at the same time, just watching him, like, turn back into who he was and now become the 2018 version where they won't let him make mistakes. They want to, like, handcuff everything. Um, it's it's limiting on the offensive side. And with all of the shortcomings on defense, I thought, you know, the trade deadline would be, hey, let's make a push offensively. We're going to have to score a lot of points. Unfortunately, that didn't happen, but um, here we are. But also one last thing, I uh, just want to say, hey, you played football with my younger brother, Mike. Great throw in that uh, game against Rowan a few years back. And, uh, yeah, we'll see where the rest of the season goes. Thanks, thanks, thanks Patrick. Appreciate you, buddy. Enjoy the rest of your night. Um, yeah, it's Rowan. It's going way back. It's a couple. It's a decade ago. Makes you feel old. Um, I wanted to mention something, um, just a quote, one of my favorite quotes uh, from a, one of my favorite movies, which is Remember the Titans. Attitude reflects leadership, Captain. It's a good quote. Let's go to Tyler in Rochester. Tyler, welcome to the post game show. Thanks for holding. No worries. Hey Nate, how you doing? I appreciate Good, you con- holding the torch for uh, WGR host. It's Thanks, really uh, fortunate that we're lucky to experience someone like you. And but generally, I think twelve men is just an inexcusable, you know, situation for Coach McDermott. But it does come down to you know one individual making a decision to be on the field or not. But I think, you know, the media availability of the show and what you previewed on your, you know, the quote that you remember, I think it just boils down to McDermott running out of answers and there's nothing more. I think, you know, it's an old school way to think that fumbling a football should make you, should uh, turn, you know, facilitate you being out of the game for three possessions. And it's an yeah. old school mentality to have a defensive mind and head coach. And it's just where do we go from here? I think we're just at the mercy of the Pagoulas and what they do with their corporation. Yeah, thanks for the call, Tyler, and thanks for the kind words. Yeah, it's um, yeah, more calls, more calls. Jordan, Toronto. Jordan, you're on the post game show. Welcome, Jordan. Hey, can you hear me? Yep, I got you. All right, thanks, man. I just, I know I sound like a broken record here with everybody calling, but I'm just, I'm just ready for this team to take some accountability. You know, uh, I know. Josh and, and Sean, they're they're known for kind of taking the blame on their on themselves. But he he leads the league in interceptions. He uh, he's been the league leader in turnovers the last five six six years. So I, I'm ready for for them to just kind of just narrow it down to to the small things. And you know everybody wants to blame the coaches, like you're saying, and and it seems like it's just like I said a broken record. But at the same time, it's 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 a, it's a big 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 problem here with this team, and even if we snuck out with a win tonight, uh, 
we're just kind of prolonging yeah. the, the excuses, right? We're making excuses week in and week out, you know, uh, right, all the way back from from the Houston loss to, to the Jacksonville loss, 13 seconds. Obviously, we've gone through this tonight, but uh, like I said, even if you even if you prolong tonight, it's it's a bigger problem than just just defense or a particular coach. I think it's a it's a huge issue with with the entire team. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for the call, Jordan. Yeah, and it's, you know, the the decisions that went into the the travel going to, um, you know, London, and then the debacle in that game, and yeah, just it it feels like you know people call in and provide like another, <laughs> you know, heartbreaking example of the shortcomings of this coaching staff, and um, and everyone's got valid points to it. Let's go to Ken and Olean. Thanks for the call, Ken. You're on the post game show. Welcome. Hey, how's it going, Nate? Good. <clears throat> um, I mean. I think we can both agree it's a devastating loss today. But, I mean, people saying fire Ken Dorsey, I mean, yeah, that's great. But then you get, you know, the same exact offense and everything else. And, I mean, it's kind of like the old saying, like, you kind of dance with who brought you. You know what I mean? Like, you can't really – they're not going to change anything midseason. And, um yeah, I mean, I I don't know what's wrong with Josh Allen. If Josh Allen is hurt, then just bench him for a game. You know what I mean? Like, I, instead of doing this stuff where we average 20 points a game, I mean, it's almost ridiculous seeing the amount of, uh, like, talent we have on our offense and everything else. I mean, our defense is playing with, essentially practice squad players and are doing good. Yeah. So performing is what they're doing, right? They're, they're performing. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I don't know what the wake up call is going to have to be with the offense, but I mean, we, we have too much talent on the offense to be playing the way we are. So, yeah. Yeah. Have a good night. Thanks, Ken. Now that's I think that's the prevailing point is there is too much talent on this offense for them to be performing the way that they are. That's really well said, Ken. I, I I agree. Let's go to Brad in Pittsburgh. Brad, you're on the post game show. Welcome, Brad. Hey, Nate. Thanks for taking the call, man. Thanks for calling. Um, yeah, the, the, I have one problem with coaching, and this has been going on for years. McDermott benching James Cook after yeah. the fumble. He, I know. he did the same thing with Singletary when we had Singletary. If he would fumble, he'd bench him for a half or a quarter, and that's ridiculous. However, we got a quarterback who is an absolute turnover machine this mm-hmm. year. Josh Allen has one game out of ten all year without a turnover. One. He is the single reason we lost this game tonight. He handed them – Three points right before the uh, end of the first half, okay? And um, I'm so sorry, dude. I'm, I'm really upset. Over it's, okay. Like, it's okay. It's it, okay. It is on Josh Allen. Here's the other point I wanted to make. This Josh Allen, I love Josh Allen. However, this year, if you listen to him any time in the summer, this guy was telling everybody and anyone who would listen – that he does absolutely nothing to train in the off season. That's what he told people he did this year. He does nothing. And if you go back and watch that uh, week one game against the Jets, he looks fat and slow because he's not taking his training seriously. I really believe that's a big factor this year. He went straight Hollywood on us 
and he his head got way too big, and we're paying for it right now. I said earlier in the season that he could use a good season, off season, where he throws the clubs away and goes and hangs out with his boy Joe Burrow and and, and Patrick Mahomes and trains. I, you know, I I said it in jest, but yeah, listen, thanks thanks for the call, Brad. It's tough. Like these are, this is the sort of stuff that you're going to get into when you know your quarterback's performing the way that he is, the team's performing the way that they are. Um, you know, right or wrong, that's. Uh, that those are the things that are going to come up. I just, you know, I, I do I know what he's doing in the offseason? No, uh, I'm sure he's doing more than nothing. But um, he does talk a lot about um, taking time in the offseason to let his body heal. And listen, I mean, he had probably had a good reason for that last year. Um, he was pretty banged up at the end of last year. But, yeah, uh, listen, there's a good chance. That this It's a real chance his team misses the playoffs now, uh, looking at the rest of the schedule. And uh, with that, he'll have a lot more time to get his body right. There's no doubt. Let's go to Sam in Buffalo. Sam, you're on the postgame show. Welcome, Sam. Nate, how you doing? Good. I just got. I'm sorry to echo everybody else, but it's 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 McDermott. I mean, this guy got us out of the drought. He led us to an ace championship. He's been great for us. He's a great defensive mind. He's a great leader of men. But he's not an NFL coach that's going to get you to a Super Bowl, and he's not going to be the one that's going to win you a Super Bowl. He's great, but I mean, when are we going to do something? <laughs> this guy doesn't even know how to count to 11. We need to move on, and we need to get an offensive mind to get Josh's full potential. Yeah, thanks for the call, Sam. <clears throat> it's um, Yeah, listen, it's going to be tough because at the end of the game, you know, listen, the Bills skate out of this. They miss the field goal, and you get to the point where, you know, they win the game. They're at 6-4. and four. It wasn't pretty, but it's the NFL. You win ugly. You win how you got to do it. The way that this loss came about, is a real tough it's a it's a tough look for the coach it's, that that's just reality is this, this is gonna be a tough look for this it's gonna be a tough one to explain away for the coach there's no doubt that's that's reality of the situation let's grab one more phone call and take a timeout we also got to hear from rasul douglas who is in the locker room so we'll get to that in a second but let's go to bill in arizona bill uh you're on the post game show welcome hi how are you doing good man how are you good i've been a bills fan for 55 years and, you know, we finally got our chance back in 21 where we looked good and ready for the Super Bowl. And it's the same old thing, just like you, everybody's been saying. Brad put a, that you, we just heard from, said a lot of good things. Everybody's saying a lot of good things that the Bills just don't have it. You know, I and I really think you should invite Terry Peluga to one of your shows. So he can be on listening to all this from the fans that are listening, you know, calling in. That would be a really good thing for you to invite Terry Peluga to the show so he can hear from the fans what they're saying. I mean, I feel sorry for the people that are paying to, to watch a game. I think they should all walk out of the game. At one point, I know it costs a lot of money, but just to show the Bills that they're not interested in them no more because they're not doing anything. Yeah, uh, thanks Thanks for the call, Bill. I appreciate it. Uh, <clears throat> Terry, Terry Pagula, though. Paluga. Yeah, you know, 
semantics. Uh, all right, let's go to locker room really quick. Uh, let's hear from Bill's Corner, uh, Rasul Douglas, and that's brought to you by Rhymer Home Services for your HVAC plumbing and electric needs. What was your um, was it like being out there in front of Bill's Mafia for the first time for you at home? It was good. It was good. Electric, electric. I wish we could have won. You know what I'm saying? But it's electric. Russell, you know, a play like that at the end of the game with Taron. Obviously, he's been in the league a long time, but you know, what, what can you do to you know kind of talk to him, console him, whatever? He obviously was pretty upset after that. I ain't really know talking to him for real. Head DB, we all got that same mindset, so I understand how you feel. Uh, just feel like you just got to let him let him take his time, and over time it'll get away. Once we start getting back into we got a game next week, he'll forget about it. But today. We got the 24-hour rule, man. You can think about it for 24 hours. After that, you got to let it go. So, you got 24. What is the mindset in the locker room right now following a, a tough loss like that? Uh, we just made a lot of mistakes, uh, offense and defense-wise. And then for the last play of the game, uh, we can't do that. Um, so, uh, we didn't deserve to win playing like that. Priscilla, you've been in plenty of situations late in the year at this point where you're fighting for a playoff spot, right? Things aren't necessarily going your way. What worked in previous seasons that allowed maybe previous teams you've been on to get out of it and get over the hump that you think can help you guys through the way now after week 10? Uh, we just got to keep fighting and just stay together because um, a lot of times you, you, people try to split you up. Um, everybody start pointing fingers at who they think is the reason why we're, we're not having any success. And you just got to just stick together. Um, and keep going, and eventually you come out on top. You know, these past couple games for the Bills, it's been tough, but do you almost bring, like, a, I don't know, I don't want to say fresh perspective, but, like, the fact that you just got here, like, can you bring, like, that, I don't know, extra energy or extra motivation, like, to help these guys through, you know, what's going on right now? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, we all, we all talk, we all know what's going on. <laughs> I mean, you guys see what's going on. You just got to keep fighting. Uh, ain't nothing gonna be easy. The lead ain't easy. Trying to get a win, damn sure ain't easy. So, I mean, you just gotta just keep working and keep doing the little things, and, and that'll help us. How important is it to make sure they're, you know, you do stick together, no pointing fingers, things like that, on a day-to-day basis before you get to next week, even? Oh, you got to, you got to. This, this, this is like a family. You know what I mean? You, you have your disagreements for sure. You say what you say to a family, but stuff should never leave this, this space that we have and this, this free open space. Or we all be vulnerable and say how we feel, shouldn't lead this. And, um, I mean, we all know how much work we all put into this. So once that happens and you respect somebody, it goes a long way. All right, that is Bill's Corner, Rasul Douglas. On the other side, uh, we got to get to sports. we got to get a couple other things in as well. Um, so, yeah, let me just make sure I, I do this right, you know, because I'm a stickler for details. This is the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. The Buffalo Bills fall in heartbreaking fashion tonight, 24-22 on a last-second field goal to the Denver Broncos. And this comes following a 12-men-on-the-field penalty on the defense. And on that play, the Broncos did, in fact, miss the field goal. They do get that second chance, and they do make it. 
to put the Bills at 5-5 five and five on the season, 2-5 and five in the conference. The Bills also lost the turnover battle 4-1. to one. Allen himself had three of those turnovers, a fumble and two interceptions. He completed just 15 passes for 177 yards. On the ground, however, James Cook had himself a very nice day, 109 yards on just 12 rushes. And on the defensive side of things, A.J. Epinesa himself also had a good day, adding two sacks to his season total. It will be a quick week now for the Bills. They're going to be staying at home, and they will host AFC East rival the New York Jets this Sunday for a 425 kickoff. This sports update is delivered by the UPS store Be Unstoppable. I'm Zach Jones for the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. All right, final segment, everybody. Nick Erie here on the Buffalo Bills postgame show. I appreciate everyone uh, along our radio network and our affiliates for listening this evening. Uh, thanks for callers calling in. Hopefully uh, I saw an article um, that there was a pedestrian hit by a car outside of the stadium, so hoping everyone gets home safe this evening, uh, drives home safe. Um, and, you know, get get to Tuesday morning. It's a short week the rest of the week. Uh, that is the best advice I've got for you because um, no coaches are probably getting fired, and that's not really going to make anybody feel it better anyways. So uh, anyways, I appreciate everyone for listening here. Uh, I will be back uh, for the overtime show and all of pregame next week. Not that I think a lot of you care, but in case you were wondering, uh, that's my schedule uh, next week. So uh, thanks for listening. This is Buffalo Bills football. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 